Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. All right. So a couple of things we want to talk about. Well, actually a couple announcements or things that I just want you to pay attention to real quick before we get into this episode is that we're going to keep some of this new information in a couple of different areas. We've got a resources tab at findingmikey.com. So if you just go over there, we'll, we'll have some of these things that are meant to be you know reminders for you over time. But we'll also keep these noted within today's show, which is the anniversary show. All right. We'll keep some things that are noted in there. And a couple of the main things are this. One is that Heather and I have started to really just kind of, the the podcast has been an awesome thing, a great way for us to share our journey and to connect with folks here as well. But we, we're, we're starting to have communications with other folks where it would benefit from having just a private Facebook group. And we want to do some pretty innovative things like, you know, put together a weekly video Q&A where you know, hopefully with your guys' help, you'll have some questions and either, you know, if we get them in in time or we may have to hold them off to the next week, but we'd like to either answer them ourselves or invite experts to answer them also via email, maybe through a Skype chat or maybe even join us live. But we want to do a live video to that group every Sunday. And that's probably a, a good time that makes sense, you know, for me travel wise and for her, Heather, just because well, heck, we'll probably have the kids busting in and out too. Who knows? We're, <laughs> we're not sure exactly how we're going to do that yet. But that's the one thing that uh, I wanted to point out to you guys. We're going to start branding, you know, this community and really us as a collective resource as magnetic parenting, really with the goal that, not really goal, but really just kind of with the catchphrase that, you know, we want to be so good at parenting that our kids are just naturally drawn to us, right? That we're magnetic. Aww, so, right. She's saying all oh, like she's never heard that before. So thanks, honey. I oh, like that. She's whatever. Like, she's cheerleading. That's cool. <laughs> so guys, I know that we had asked you and the audience to provide some feedback and we get it in so many different ways. We've gotten a couple emails. We, of course, received comments and messages from people from a lot of places on Facebook. But one area that we hadn't paid attention to in quite a while, and that's my own bad, right? It has been on our actual reviews page and I popped them open the other day because I was doing some searching just to see, you know, whether we were starting to rank for relevant keywords like autism and ASD and Asperger's and SPD sensory processing, right? And surprisingly, we are. Like we're we're in the top one, two, or three in a lot of them, except for like autism. There's a, there are a lot of other great podcasts that are out there, but we're still showing up. We're number 21, at least as of earlier this week. But at any rate, Stumbled upon some of the reviews. I saw that we had more reviews and we actually had people sharing the feedback. So as promised a while ago, I want to give some shout outs to you guys. Now, uh, AJ, AJ Colo <laughs> on here. We've got a lot. And so, so bear with us here, right? Said, uh, this podcast has been helpful to hear how other parents with ASD kids manage life, traveling, siblings, etc. I love the episodes when Mikey's older sister talks about having an autistic sibling. Such a great perspective, and I plan on having my daughter listen to those episodes one day. Thanks for being so down to earth about your journey. So, AJ, thank you so much for for that comment. I'm going to try not to get emotional because reading through these things just really, you know, struck a chord with me. <laughs> and I got emotional when when I read them. So, mm-hmm. um, AJ, I appreciate that very much. 
Um, this is from Stark SS. Out of all the podcasts I've listened to, honestly, I honestly believe y'all are my favorite. First of all, you said y'all. All right. <laughs> You're our people. Love it. <laughs> the conversations and humor make it something I enjoy listening to rather than something I struggle to stay focused on. Plus, information y'all share is awesome and has started me searching in some new directions that I had not yet considered for both my Aspie and my NT, Neurotypical. So thank you guys and keep up the great work. We definitely will. Thank you so much, Stark. Appreciate That's so that awesome. Yep. This one hit pretty good. All right. This was by C. Wagoner. Uh, and the, the headline is uh, encouraging exclamation point. This was on July 4th, actually. So it's kind of cool. Uh, this podcast is awesome, comforting, and well worth my limited time. I have a Mikey of my own, and for me, the unexpected diagnosis of my daughter has been overwhelming and quite a roller coaster ride. I want to spend quality time with my children, and that leaves me with less time and less energy to research, read, and find support. And where does a parent start? Listening to this has been the best way to get my feet wet understanding Asperger's and be empowered to stay patient and get through the tough days of figuring parenting this out, or this parenting thing out. It's been very encouraging to find parents like Mike and Heather who are trying to set up their kiddos for success. So, yeah, yeah it does make you emotional. It does. It does. <laughs> so, <clears throat> thank you, thank you very, very much. We have a couple more here that uh, that I think are really cool because, again, this just this was really uh, this is very encouraging, guys. We we appreciate it. Um, this is from Lizzie GFL ninety nine. I hope the FL isn't for Florida. I mean, if it does, I hope you're safe right now. Irma's cruising through. This is, or she says, everything I needed. I've read the first 100 days with Autism Speaks and overwhelmed, but this podcast gave me what I needed to start the journey. Thank you. Another one here by Vivian KP says, so helpful. My three-year-old daughter recently qualified for speech therapy, but also has some intense meltdown-inducing sensory issues. She's going to be evaluated in only two days by an OT, but thank you so much for introducing me to Taka Now and the GFCF diet. Already went grocery shopping, smiley face. It's great knowing we are not alone. I'm loving these podcasts. Uh, let's see. So helpful from Catherine Acosta. Thank you, Mike and Heather, so much for great information as well as entertaining. Man, we <laughs> appreciate these things a lot. Um, I think reading them out loud. Uh, the second time or third time, <laughs> I didn't get as emotional, but guys, I, I, I choked up a bit. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Yeah. Just, uh, I just kind of want to, I don't know what to say on that. Yes, I thank just, you. We just appreciate you guys. I think it, all of that, all of the reviews really tie into the topic of our podcast today because, you know, we're going to be highlighting, you know, some of the things that worked well for us over this past year. Well, wait a minute. You're jumping to it, right? We haven't oh. even told people what it was the, the the anniversary of right so we shared oh, our anniversary okay. earlier this week we're 11 years married now so there was that but that's not right. the anniversary we're talking about let's see it's the anniversary of clemson beating auburn again oh okay but, I, um, I love clemson but no that's not what it's about yeah it wasn't that one either <laughs> actually our domain findingmikey.com is up for renewal and we started it about a year ago as well but that's not the actual anniversary here. So the anniversary was Mikey's diagnosis. So mm -hmm. um, I'm sitting here and I'm grabbing it. Heather jotted down three pages of notes about uh, today, and we, or about today, about the year, and really just trying to kind of capture all of her her thoughts here. So really, there's there's a lot to kind of go through. And, and you guys have been there with us for the most part. You've kind of hit the highlights. Um, you've hit some of the things that we've done here too, but we figured it'd be a good opportunity for us to just wrap it all up, right? 
what has this year been? What have we done? What have the observations been? And surprisingly, I thought Heather was going to go about just grabbing index cards real quick and just jotting down bullet points. But no, she was like, leave me alone. Like, don't turn on the TV. Don't do anything. Like, let me focus on this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and about midway through, she was like, all right, I'm getting excited because there's so much here. So um, I'm just going to shut up now and I'm going to turn the mic over to Heather. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm just really excited about this topic because, you know, this has been a big part of Mike and I's life, you know, and Mikey's life over the past year is, you know, walking through this together and obviously doing the podcast. So it was just nice to, you know, to realize like, oh my gosh, you know, Mikey got diagnosed a year ago, you know, this time right before he had started kindergarten and he was almost six years old. And I'm like, you know, there's, we all, you know, try different things and, you know, do different therapies and counseling. And, you know, there's, you know, blogs that I'm on, you know, where you might have a kid that's on the spectrum or has ADHD and parents are in the forum talking about what they're doing and what works. And then you're like, oh, I wonder if that would work for my child. And, you know, this is just our opportunity to share with, with (laughs) y'all, you know, what's worked for us, you know, over this, you know, this past year and what, what we think are, are highlights that we would like to, you know, pass on to others. And, I wanted to just kind of start out by, you know, why did we even have Mikey diagnosed? And this is just a quick snapshot and just a quick, you know, memory for us and and for any, you know, listeners out there, you know, that just want to understand like what we were dealing with with Mikey and, you know, why did we have him diagnosed? Because, you know, he has high functioning autism. A lot of kids with high functioning autism go undiagnosed because it's looked at a lot as, you know, behavior problems you know, sensory processing disorder, sensitive child, stubborn-willed child. You know, I really had no idea what I was dealing with. And I've shared this on the podcast before, but, you know, God put the right people in my life at that time. I have two really good friends that both have kids on the spectrum. And one of them was like, you know, why don't you have Mikey diagnosed? And I was, you know, I would sit there on the, on the couch with her and, you know, she would, I would explain like my troubles of disciplining Mikey and how difficult he was and how frustrating things were. And then she would see me interact with him. And because of what she knew about autism, she was picking up some of what Mikey was putting down (laughs) and I wasn't because I didn't know about it. Right. (laughs) And so when she said, Hey, you know, why don't you have Mikey diagnosed? You know, at first I was like, well, you know, I didn't really understand what, you know, There was a, you know, like different levels of autism. And so I was like, well, you know, I don't know. But then when I started, you know, looking into it, I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and have him diagnosed. And so I'm going to read to you guys a list of behaviors that Mikey was dealing with around the time that we had him diagnosed. And this list was actually copied and pasted into my notes from what we submitted to the doctor that did his evaluation. We took him to a, a pediatric developmental specialist that, you know, that their specialty is, you know, diagnosing kids that are on the spectrum or have, you know, like neurological disabilities. So anyway, here were some of the behaviors that I shared with the doctor. Um, Mikey can't sit still for long. He acts as if he just, he just has a hard time sitting up. He wants to sit side to side. He likes to elbow people, touch people. You know, he'd rather like sit and then like lay down or rock back and forth. He just couldn't sit still. He would scream randomly while engaged in an activity. Didn't matter what it was, either playing with the iPad, watching TV. He would just scream and it would just really like set us all back, like frighten us. He's constantly biting his fingernails and even his toenails, which really grosses me out. But 
the weirdest thing is, is like his immune system is obviously like something's going good with it because he doesn't get like infections that I think you would get if you're chewing on your toenails. Um, <laughs> so that, that's been okay. Rabies. Right. And in addition to that, like that oral stuff, he would seek non-food items and he would put them in his mouth to chew on. His favorite texture is silicone. So yeah. when he's playing with Legos, it's not a, you know a surprise if he's chewing on a Lego tire. So yeah. And then he would also, <laughs> I mean, some of you might share this story, so I'll, I'll share it even though it was one of Mikey's, my, my husband's biggest pet peeves when um, Mikey was a toddler and, and mine too, but my husband more so is um, he would bite the buttons off our remote controls and chew on them. Yeah. And Mike would buy the, my husband, you know, he would buy the expensive remote controls that control everything. Yeah. Logitech. It's a lot like the Logitech ones. Yeah. Universal universal remote. remote, Right. So it controls the, yeah, everything. And Mikey would buy. Guys, listen, every guy listening right now is groaning. Like just, yeah, it's, we had a baby goat in the house and all he wanted to chew on was like remote keys. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. So he like, yeah, he would bite the buttons off of, of things and yeah. And so it doesn't matter if I, if I told him not to do it or whatever, it didn't matter. He would just be impulsive about it and do it again anyway. And then he was very specific about what kind of cartoons he wanted to watch. And back then a year ago, it was Barney and he was almost six years old and he's getting a little old for Barney. And when you talk to friends about Barney, they're not really that interested in Barney because, you know, Barney is for, you know, three and four year olds. And because he only wanted to watch the same cartoons, he would memorize the monologues for Barney and he would tell the monologues to strangers whether they wanted to hear about it or not. Luckily for him, he's cute and funny and they usually would give him the time of day, even though he often did it at inappropriate times. Right. <laughs> and uh, so. Well, another... and, not that, and that behavior hasn't actually ended. He, he, we were, we went to pick up different brake pads today and he mm-hmm. came with me and we were at the auto parts store and he found this lady right in front of us, this older lady, but turns out she has worked with kids from K through two uh-huh. that are, that are autistic as well. And she picked up on it right away. Really? Yep. And he was just re- repeating, you know, this time it was. Was it the roller coaster? Of course. Roller yeah. coaster stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, so he has sensory issues with his hearing. You know, if he's, he doesn't understand the volume of his own voice. And if he's talking loud, instead of lowering his voice, he would cover his own ears. And he would also um, pick up on the littlest sounds in a room. Like he could hear the air conditioner or he could hear a a fire, you know, like a fire truck. Yeah, any sort of alarm. Alarms or just, you know, anything, just very sensitive. And Everyone would be talking, having a good time, and he would say, do you hear that? And you're just like, hear what, Mikey? (laughs) And then he would just be like, do you hear that? And then he would have to find out, like, what it was, you know. So we were just like, you know, we again, like, these things that, you know, behaviors that he would would do, we would just be like, oh, okay, it's just Mikey. It's just Mikey. We weren't weren't putting it all together. You know, some of the other things that he struggled with were, you know, his social skills things. He would – have meltdowns if, you know, things didn't go his way when he was playing with friends. Um, he had a hard time, you know, playing pretend with a friend. He wanted to build Legos with them or, you know, play cars, you know, but nothing where they were having back and forth conversation or, mm-hmm. you know, playing pretend. And so those were, those were, you know, some of the things that, you know, that we were dealing with. And when we went to talk to the pediatric, uh, you know, specialist, we walked in. He's like, "You're you're totally in the right place." Right. And we were like, "Oh, okay." It was a relief at first because I had an understanding of my son. I was a little sad, a little relieved, 
there was, you know, a whole bunch of emotions that I was dealing with. And then I was just like, all right, now what? Like, what do we need to do, you know, to help Mikey be successful and help Mikey, you know, feel better and help, you know, help these behaviors that he's having and help him, you know, be a kindergartner Mm because he was about to start kindergarten the next week. Yep. So this is where I'm going to get into the the highlights of what I think worked well for Mikey over this past year. And the first thing is that it starts with food. <laughs> and it's yeah. not the book. <laughs> There's a book out there that that's called book. It Starts With Food. And it's an awesome book. But this isn't about that. This is just basically, I've always had an, a thing for nutrition. And I've always, you know, felt that it was my responsibility to feed my kids healthy. And, uh, you know, try to balance their plate at every meal. But when we go on vacation... I kind of feel like we can splurge more than more than normal. And the summer before Mikey was diagnosed, we had a lot of travel. Mike was, you know, doing a lot of traveling to Tennessee. And then, you know, my mother-in-law lives in South Carolina. And so we did this trip where we did Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina. We were probably on the road for like three weeks and we were just, having a good time in whatever city we were in and, you know, staying in, you know, hotels with, you know, that, you know, Mike was in for his meetings or whatever and just having a good old time. So what that meant is that we were eating out more and we were eating hotel food. We'd go down to the lobby, you know, in the morning and, you know, get the complimentary breakfast and Mikey would see Fruit Loops. And I let him try them one morning and it was the biggest mistake ever because now every morning we went down to the breakfast, he wanted to have Fruit Loops. And I wanted to be like fun because we're on vacation. So I would help let him have a little bit of Fruit Loops. And then he would he'd want to have pancakes. And then he'd want to balance. I figured we'd balance it all out with six slices of bacon. You know, I mean, things were kind of getting getting off, right? Yep. And then we would go on a road trip, you know, do a leg from like Tennessee to Georgia. And we'd stop at the gas station. I'd want to be nice, you know, hey, let me get you guys a treat. Give them a bag of M&Ms and everyone's happy. We're cruising along. And then I'm researching Mikey's, you know, like how, you know, I should be feeding him. Yeah, what, based on his symptoms and everything. You know, based on his symptoms and everything like that. And I've, I'm like, you know what? I can't give him food dye anymore. Because the what I learned about food dye is that it really makes the ADHD aspect of his autism yep. a lot, lot worse. It makes him very hyperactive. It makes him irritable. It makes him moody. It, it makes him just you know, have more, more temper tantrums. I, I really um, can tell that. And so that was one of the, you know, the first things that I did is I, I eliminated food dye. And then I learned about the gluten-free casein-free diet. Mm-hmm. And I learned about that from a website called Taka Now. And Taka stands for Talk About Curing Autism. And it's takanow.org. And they have a whole page on nothing but gluten-free, casein-free diets, how to start it, how to budget it. Here's some video recipes. Here's some, you know, recipes. Here's just, here's how to get started on that diet. If you have an older kid, a teenager, I mean, they just have all kinds of information on implementing that diet. And so, you know, we definitely um, went for that. And there's like a relationship with the food that they eat and the behavior that you get from your, uh, from your child. When you eliminate gluten and casein from, you know, from your child's diet, they tend to have, it tends to be less damaging to their gut. So now their gut's able to heal and their inflammation gets reduced. And when you have inflammation in your body and inflammation in your brain, it results in, you know, OCD type behavior, temper tantrums, irritability, 
um, when a child has gut issues and they're feeling irritable, and, you know, they have a hard time expressing it. And one of the ways they express it is with their behavior and, you know, having that, having that problem. So I feel like when we got his diet under control, I, I started seeing a lot, a lot of improvement. What about you? I have seen, I've seen a very marked improvement. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we said it back in our supplementation episode, right? That, that, you know, there was a day where it hit me where I noticed that he was really quiet. I mean, mm-hmm. He was still very active and still chill, but he just was not as, you know, bouncy and not as, you know, flinging himself everywhere kind of a right. personality. So, and yeah. just so you guys know, I mean, we'll, we'll post another link to that here as well, but you can see all of the supplements that we uh, have chosen as well. So mm-hmm. that's available to you too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up about the supplements because that was actually my next thing mm-hmm. that I was going to talk about is that. When we um, had Mikey's labs done, the doctor was, we had a, a, the labs done by a different pediatrician. We had the pediatrician that diagnosed him. Mm-hmm. And then we have the pediatrician that did the blood, stool, and urine analysis to see what kind of supplementation Mikey would need to help improve brain function, to help, you know, if he had any food allergies that might be causing inflammation in his body. And, you know, just different vitamin, you know, mineral deficiencies that, um, you know, Mikey could need via supplementation to help bring up to normal levels. And I'm really, really thankful that Mikey's able to swallow capsules. Um, I think it's just because of one of his sensory things that he's likes to put things in his mouth. So he wasn't afraid to try swallowing a capsule, but I do line up quite a few capsules for him in the morning. And before he swallowed capsules, I just, a lot of them just, you can hide in applesauce you just get those applesauce cups instead yep. of the applesauce packets and you pour it all in there and you stir it around and just, you know, have them go for it. Put a little bit of cinnamon in it, you know, something to make it, you know, have some more flavor. And, you know, I just offer that out to you guys that, you know, have kids that aren't swallowing supplement capsules because I'm actually surprised that he is at his age. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> wasn't. So anyway, the the supplements that, that Mikey is on is I'm just going to run a, run a few down for you. But again, we're going to have this in our show notes, the the full link for it. But one of the first ones is CBD oil, fermented cod liver oil, and fish oil. And all of these oils do something important in the brain. And not you're not saying something because you don't know. It's just but no. they all do something right. for the brain. Right. Check out the supplementation stuff. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So they're all like, you know, going to improve brain function. Um, then the next one is um, vitamin D. I know you, we've all been hearing a lot lately about vitamin D with our immune system and it, you know, it's just, it's really good for you. Vitamin B12 and then magnesium. And the doctor that we're work, working with is like, you know, depending on how, you know, your child responds to magnesium, because I've heard some children, it, it makes them act more hyper. But for Mikey, it he doesn't have that effect. So basically mm-hmm. like the more, the better, because it's a very calming mineral. And then antioxidants are very important. 5-HTP is one that Mikey needed based on his lab results. And then um, a company called BioRay makes a really good product called Calm. And then we give Mikey melatonin at night. Um, luckily, he doesn't need very much, but he does need some just to help you know his mind wind down. And then Mikey takes a variety of probiotics. Renew Life capsules, Inner Eco, and Good Belly are all, you know, provide different strains of probiotics. So he takes them all just to make sure that, that we're hitting all aspects of it. So that's a... Uh, that's the clip notes on yeah, the supplementation. Exactly. <laughs> and so the next one I have here is, it's just one of those things like you, 
you're like, okay, so I have a child with autism. What can I do to change them like, yeah. and, and help not, not change them. Okay. That didn't no, come it's out true. right. It is true. But like, what, what, what can I do, you know, to help them be better? Like, how can I fix, you know, how can I fix it? Yeah. But one of the things that Mike and I learned is that our parenting approach is how we can help Mikey's behavior, you know, modification. Right. You know, it, it has to start from us. We have to do something differently to get the behavior that we want out of him. And let me let me pause here real quick because we've I've gotten hit up specifically on on using certain words, and I uh-huh. just did, just sort of want to pull this out here real quick. I mean, right. I, I believe that whether or not you say them or you fully mean them, I think that some of these bad, some of these words just really help to describe it. Right? You know, we are working to change our kids and fix our kids, if you will. Right? You know, air uh-huh. quotes, whatever that means to you, fix or help or change or whatever. Right. You know. Insert your own word there. If yeah. if it offends you at all, please, you know, if it offends you, sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Right, but I, I'm pretty darn sure that that's what causes you anxiety every once in a while, and uh-huh. that that's what. And I'm talking to the listeners, and I'm pointing at Heather though. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? thinking about how do I how do I make my child integrate? How do I help them do this? And like, you know, we don't want to change our little snowflakes, and I don't use that in a negative term either. But they are yeah. they are individual, and they right. are sweet, and they are precious, right? But I think I think we do, in mm-hmm. a sense. We want them to be able to integrate socially. We don't want them to be bullied. And we mm-hmm. want them to be able to be successful adults, right? right. So whatever word you want, yeah. plug it in there. Okay. But I've thought, fix, change, yeah. right? Right. And maybe you have too. Anyway, I just wanted to address that real fit, real quick because honestly, if... Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want people to think I want, I want to change my ear, make him normal. It's just like, it's not about that. It's about... I want him to respect authority. I want him to not run into the middle of the street. Yeah, not run to, out of the classroom. I want him to realize <laughs> that when he's, you know, starting another monologue on a, <laughs> right. on a on a roller coaster and the lady's already said goodbye and walking away that he needs to stop, right? Yeah, he needs to learn how to read social cues yep. and, you know, yep. things like that. So I want to I want to help him, you know, learn things like that. And one of the, I can't change Mikey. You can't, I can't change you, Mike. I, you know, the only people that you can do is Stop change yourselves. Then. Stop oh, trying. All right. It's been, well. 11 it's been 11 years. <laughs> so anyway, cut to the chase. Basically, Mike and I needed a new parenting approach. So one of the things that we did was we learned a lot about ABA therapy. So some of the techniques that we started implementing with, um, with all of our kids, but because of what we're struggling with, with Mikey, is that we developed a token economy system. We call that the Peschelbuck system, and there'll yep. be a lot more coming out about that. For sure. And we did, all, <laughs> it's also in um, one of the other podcasts that we did. And then also we learned how to write family house rules, basically about staying positive and keeping them short. And then we learned about planned ignoring. And this was really, really hard to do. Still is. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. But basically. Well, hold on, time out. I can ignore you anytime. <laughs> It's fine. And and it's usually planned around football games. <laughs> no, it's, but the kids, it's hard. Man, it is. It is hard because they do something that, that's not appropriate and you want to correct them and you want to tell them that that's not okay. But Mikey knows most of the behaviors that he's doing that are not okay. He knows they're not okay. They're that they're what's called attention-seeking behaviors. And he's going to get that attention from me negatively in that instance, and I need to try to ignore it. And as often as possible, you know, give him positive reinforcement in hopes that that negative behavior will be less and less frequent because he's getting so much of my attention mm-hmm. positively. And so, yeah, that's a work in progress, but I, I think it is for a lot of us. And then another thing is schedule. Now, I don't 
do as well with schedule because that's one of my ADD weaknesses. I'm just kind of shoot at the, shoot from the hip, you know, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is when we're going to do, you know, we're going to do it. Come on, kids. That doesn't work for Mikey. He wants to know like when we're going to do something. And so I got some help from a coach and we developed a schedule for Mikey for the morning time, after school time and a bedtime routine. And so he has his checklist. He likes to be independent. He doesn't always like to follow his list, especially with brushing his teeth. Right. But at least he, you know, he has the list and it allows him to be independent and it gives him the structure that he needs to to get things done without me nagging him or saying, okay, now I need you to do this. Now I need you to do that. Let's go. Come on. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't, I don't have to be dragging him around. He can own it. And it really helps. By the way, I just want to throw in that there's apps on iPads about teeth brushing. It's like a Philips Sonicare app. Yep. And this app has, is like the success story for us with him actually holding the toothbrush himself and yep. brushing his teeth. Yep, absolutely. Six and a half years old until this, before this app, I was brushing his teeth and like asking him, open your mouth, let me brush your teeth. Because it was just so much easier for me to do that mm-hmm. than just to, than to have him hold his toothbrush and watch him not <clears throat> not like, do well. Yeah. yeah, just chew on the chew on the toothbrush. I don't think he's ruined a toothbrush since we got him this. Now you don't need a Sonicare toothbrush, but mm-hmm. we got it for him and actually the other kids too, and it's it's been working great. Yeah, it really has. So yeah. good call, yeah. babe. Yeah, so I just want to throw that one in there. And then the other one is is learning to plan and. I went on, I talked about this on one of our other podcasts, but basically when Mikey goes to amusement parks, children's museums, zoos, you know, he loves to do those things. But if I don't create a plan for him before we go, he would walk into the biggest example I can think of right now is we went to the um, aquarium in Atlanta last year and he cried this like cry with no tears, like this moaning cry for mm-hmm. like the first 45 minutes that we were there. And I'm like, this is so cool. I was there with four hmm. kids, Mikey and three other kids. And he was crying for like the first 45 minutes. He wasn't into it. He went, he was like checked out. We we're sitting for the dolphin show. I bought him a toy that lights up and spins around. He played with the toy while he cried. And I'm like, what is going on? What I learned about Mikey through coaching and through ABA is that he likes to know about the amusement park, the museum, you know, the zoo, whatever it is before we go. So now before we go somewhere, we get on the internet, we look at the website for the park, we go to kids YouTube, we watch videos on it. Trust me, they're out there. Google your favorite amusement park. Someone's vlogged it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know... (laughs) So, so yeah, so I think that's where, not to segue, but that's where Mikey gets his whole roller coaster thing that he's on right now. That's his new Aspie thing. He's really into roller coasters and he likes to watch YouTube videos on roller coasters. Which is leading us to potentially doing them when we go to them soon. Right. So, yeah. You know. So I think we're going to be hitting up amusement parks for the next, you know, few years. Yeah. So those were, you know, some of the things that I had as far as notes for, you know, for, for parenting Mikey. And, you know, those are some of the things that I think we we really got to practice a lot over this last year. I don't know. I mean, just, you know, just to, you know, keep it, keep it going, I guess. You know, the next thing I was going to talk about was the school journey. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, he started kindergarten right when he got diagnosed and we had some hurdles to overcome. We had to figure out what the heck an IEP was and a 504 and what does Mikey need and what should some of his goals be? 
And we, you know, we quickly realized that the 504 wasn't what he needed. He needed an IEP. Yep. And we needed to understand where Mikey's, you know, like struggles were. And so we can help establish goals for him. And so I did a lot of research on eight, you know, on IEPs and I, I looked at them and stuff. So that way, when I went into our own IEP meeting and, you know, they presented me with the goals for Mikey, I was like, oh, okay, well, these make a lot of sense based on your evaluations of him. But I would also add, like to add these. And I was not sure what to, like how they were going to receive that. You know, like here's a parent saying, okay, well, I want these goals for my, you know, my child too. And, and they were actually, it was actually very well received. They were, they were glad that, you know, I was a parent that was trying to take on understanding the process and, and in creating my, my own goals for Mikey. And so the whole IEP meeting, even though I was nervous about it and I had, I even looked into like, why do people hire attorneys for this? Because I had heard that, like people hire attorneys to, you know, go to IEP meetings with them. And I'm like, okay, so why? And do I need one? And, you know, I think I, you know, maybe like a week or two before the meeting, I even talked to you, I even talked to you about it. Like, should yeah. we hire an attorney? Yeah, we were close. Right. And um, I'm like, no, I think, you know, I think I can do this. The school had been, I just got that vibe. Like the, the school, the communication had been really good from the start. And but, I felt like things were going down the right path. I just needed to educate myself. So to, uh, but I think this also played into it too. And, and, because we had the issues before that mm -hmm. we did and to no fault of the school in Texas, right? They just weren't prepared. But coming out here to Virginia, they definitely seemed prepared. So I think that because we had a little bit of that tension coming in, kind of with our hands up, ready to punch, you know, yeah. that, uh, you know, that, that we were a little bit on our toes and, and a little bit ready. I think you were pretty ready there too. I just, I wish there was a Ah, man, I just wish there was one sort of answer for everything there. And I guess that's why we've got lawyers that help us out with this or parent advocates or student advocates and things like this too. But man, if you guys have any questions about getting your kids into school, you know, there was one bit of advice that was shared with Heather and I was like, mm, uh, that sounds a little aggressive, but it was, you, you kind of have to fight the mm -hmm. whole way through it. And you have to learn a new, a new vocabulary. But if you, if you have questions, if you have concerns, we're not, experts in every single situation, but we will encourage the living daylights out of you and, you know, reach mm -hmm. out to us as well, because there might be something that you hadn't thought of yet that we can help you out with. And there there's, you don't have to take no for an answer. I do remember hearing that. You right. don't, you don't have to take, you don't no have for to an sign answer. the IEP at the nope. end of the meeting. So anyway, we just, we, we, th I think the biggest key to that is that, you know, think about what you want, you know, talk to people who've gone through it. Mm -hmm. And write down the things that you want and don't sign it unless it's what you want. Right. That's about as good as I can get it. And it, it may feel confrontational. It may feel weird for you to be, you know, that ballsy, right? Heather's mm -hmm. definitely a sweetheart and, and. I'm not very confrontational. No, she's so this not was very, kind of. She's not very confrontational. I put on extra all. deodorant that day. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for sure, you know, she, she mama bared it. And, and to be honest, like it helped that we weren't back in Texas where you have to. Where in our situation, we probably would have had to fight a little bit more. I just think that Virginia has a different way of thinking about it. And yeah. Our, and in our experience, it's it's been better. Right, right. Okay. So, well, I don't know. I mean, what happened in, in Texas, I, I honestly feel with, that be, be, we were behind the eight ball with his diagnosis being so new. And he went in, he went in as an autistic child to a general education classroom. Yeah, but... But you know. when we brought him to the to the school here, right? Uh huh. 
we brought him here. They put him into a general ed school. Yeah. And they hired a daggone assistant, an aide for him for the last few weeks of school, right? They didn't wait. They didn't ask for anything. They knew he was going to be getting an IEP. They accelerated the IEP. They they didn't yeah. like, what, what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, you should have started that in summer and we don't have time for it. Like California would have said, no, it's not the right time in for Texas. that. Well, Texas or California. I'm thinking back to Jordan too. It's like, well, oh, we okay. need to start this process, oh, you know, in the summertime or at this time or before then or in this window and this window. And it's like, I'm not even thinking about that then. No, when we put him in school out here, uh-huh. they they accommodated him. I I did I did demand it though. You did demand. I did. I said that it was a safety thing. Correct. I said I, I was concerned about him eloping from the classroom. Which was that, true, but yeah. even in Texas when we brought that up. Right. They didn't respond the same way as they did out here too. So again, yeah. like there's there's a lot of variables, and right. and you know we we hope that you know you find people that are understanding or that have done this before or had someone like me and Heather come through the school before, so they're at least a little bit more prepared, right? Yeah. But th- there was a difference here, right? Yeah, so. but I also don't want to say Texas as in no, the state. Like it no. was just the, the school our and, experience, yeah, and our experience at the school we were at, right? And in the short time we were at the school. Because we were only there for three weeks. We didn't really have enough time to kind of get the whole groove going. We decided that we wanted to go the ABA route. Which was the a, right way for us. Yeah, yeah. That was the way that we wanted to, you know, go about it so that he can get the, the therapy that he needed because we didn't want him getting ABA therapy after school. Right. So there's just a lot of different things playing yeah, there, into it. There there absolutely were. And maybe Mikey's yeah. a bit more, maybe he's, he's further down the road now as well. He's had some socialization and he gets the school schedule and, you know, with his you know, full ABA kind of yeah. um, access back in, in Texas. I I mean, that was a huge blessing. Right. right? It absolutely was. I still believe that he would be flipping light switches right now and probably runs around the room and screams. Oh, I forgot about random. that behavior. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's, mm-hmm. he has done some stuff in this classroom, but you know what? It's, they're prepared for that behavior mm-hmm. and they know how to help him realize that that's not appropriate school time behavior. Their goal is to help him transition. So yeah. Anyway, this this section is all about <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Heather continuing to work out what is going on with their you know with their kid and his school stuff. Anyway, listen. Anyway, I'll go back to this here too. We've had a ton of parents reach out on this topic specifically, and and Heather's been in touch with them. Even had some phone calls, right? Uh-huh. So to to walk through this and to share a little bit more about what we've gone through and to just be here as 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 help, mm-hmm. like reach out, guys. Okay, all righty. So the IEP process definitely wrap your hands around it. You know, do some research, talk to people. It's very very important to educate yourself and be an advocate for your child, whether you're. A confrontational person or not, just you don't have to be confrontational. You just have to be prepared yep. and know what your rights are and know what what's what options are out there for your child. And in Virginia, you know, one of the first things that I did was, you know, I looked at the website for the, you know, the school district that we were in to see, you know, what service do they what services do they provide for kids that are on the autism spectrum. And I highlighted some of those notes. So that way when it was time to, you know, look at the IEP goals. You know, I already knew what some of the requests are, you know, that I should be asking for if they weren't offered on the IEP. One of them was for Mikey to be in a self-contained classroom with kids that were on the spectrum. Right. And I felt like that might be a good environment for him in first grade because first grade is so much more work, you know, and not as much, you know, like, you know, playtime or center's time as kindergarten. And, you know, he was 
you know, having like these overstimulated, you know, behaviors being in a, you know, a general education classroom, even with an aide in kindergarten. So I was kind of pushing more towards this self-contained classroom for kids on the autism spectrum. And that's where he is now in first grade. And he's been there for two weeks. Killing it. And he's killing it. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, is this still still the honeymoon phase? But, you know, to be honest with you, the honeymoon for phase for him usually only da- lasts about three days. Yep. And then he's like, school's boring. I'm yep, I'm out. Don't like it. Don't want to go back. This is it. This this sort of cemented it for me. And he, and he was asked, even today, getting his hair cut, which is a treat for normal kids, let alone a kid with sensory processing issues. Anyhow. No, he does um, not like getting his hair cut. <laughs> he did great. Anyway, his, his uh, Tiffany, the lady who does his hair there, asked him, you know, what's your favorite part about school? And he says, we have every Friday we have a, a fire drill. Every Friday we have a fire drill. He said that's his favorite now. And I mean, you guys remember from one of our previous episodes, we were traveling through Atlanta and the hotel we were in had somebody, somehow a fire alarm had tripped. And that was the most traumatic thing for him for going on a few weeks. Yeah. And solidly for a couple nights, he was like having bad dreams and wanted to be reassured that he wasn't going to have, we weren't going to have a fire. Now, you know, he's still concerned sometimes about fires, but it was really cool. You know, they... He, he, he actually, this last fire drill, had went over and grabbed one of his friends from class who was doing something with headphones on. And he took the headphones off, let him know, there's a fire drill, come on. And Mikey protected his ears Aww. when they walked out. Aww, Mikey's ears weren't awesome. protected. So <laughs> so the, the thing about this is that, I you know, yeah, I think... Things, I think things are going good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being a realist, though, we've got to stay on our toes because, right. you know, he rides a bus to and from. Mm-hmm. And even though it's focused on helping him, right, <sighs> you know, he's he's going to he's going to be Mikey. He's going right. to push up. He's going to push a boundary. He's going to do something. But for right now, I mean, we're we're seeing some improvements. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing I mean, some it's Sunday night. And he was like, when we were talking before bed, he's like. Can't wait for school tomorrow. I miss my teacher. Yep. And I'm like, yes. I know. I know. <laughs> so it's awesome. But, you know, he does get, you know, the time with general education kids and PE and in their electives. And then later on, you know, in the year, he'll have more minutes in the classroom getting that experience. So I'm just, I'm just, I think the program sounds really awesome. And then one of the, you know, the final things that I wanted to talk about is this is something we're going to have a full podcast episode on. But I just wanted to share a little bit about it right now. But basically, in July, we started Mikey with neurofeedback therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And neurofeedback therapy helps kids with ADD and autism. And we wanted to give it a try with Mikey. And I started doing a behavior log after each session because the things that we're doing with nutrition and supplementation and our parenting skills and things like that, I wanted to see, you know, like... What am I noticing, you know, behavior-wise different, you know, when Mikey does neurofeedback therapy? So that way, if it's working for him, I can share it with other families and say, this is exactly what I noticed when, you know, Mikey does the therapy. And what I notice about Mikey's personality when he's done with a therapy session is that when he talks, he talks slower. Mm-hmm. He talks more calmly. He doesn't talk with his whole body or He doesn't talk looking like there's this, you know, really strong motor, (laughs) you know, like he talks like he's, you know, like with his whole body basically. And like after a therapy session, 
you like if you ask him a question or a stranger asks, you know, one of the receptionists asks him a question, when he gives a long answer, he talks a lot more calmer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, you know, that's pretty awesome. We will say though that he's he's tired. I mean, that's just a typical sort of effect of going through the neurofeedback training, and mm-hmm. and it is that it is mentally taxing. So he, yeah. he he is a little bit tired. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, the, the calmness is you know is is definitely I, I definitely pick up on that. And then also I noticed that he's more compliant when I ask him to do something. We had a lot of chores to do when we got back from a session one time, and he was more compliant when I asked him to do things than his sisters were. And I was like, you guys need some neurofeedback therapy. <laughs> I'm like, this is pretty awesome. And uh, yesterday uh, he had a therapy session in the morning. And when he went to sleep last night, he actually slept in this morning until yeah. 730 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he went to bed at like eight, you know, so, and or eight. Yeah, we had a Clemson game last night. Yeah. And I think he probably, no, I carried he, him up before 830. Okay. But he was probably asleep by eight, just letting the game go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so he barely ever sleeps in past 630. Yep. And so for him to wake up with the sun out, I was just like, woohoo, right on. <laughs> this is awesome for me. So and awesome for him. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need more than 11 hours of sleep. I just like when he sleeps in past 630. Right. So anyway, that was pretty awesome. So I'm I'm thinking it might have something to do with that because nothing like we didn't do anything extra active yesterday, anything, you know, totally outside the norm. So I was celebrating that as a little win for the neurofeedback therapy. So yeah, so that was it on the on that. And then I just wanted to summarize some of the wins that I've seen, you know, from Mikey over the past year. And, you know, these list of things, you know, came from Mikey's effort and the efforts we took as parents, you know, to seek education, you know, for ourselves. But when, you know, these are going back to the behaviors that I talk, talked about in the opening of our podcast. I'm going to go back through some of those and just let you know, like the improvements we've seen in, in certain areas. Mikey does less random screaming. I would say barely. Well, he's he's gotten to like trying to scare people a little bit. So he'll just sort of run into a room or run into someone and just go boo or yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, that's he's, different. He's than, changed it a bit. It's still I mean the result is still you know Well yeah we still get annoyed I, by I it. I wet but a it's little not, <laughs> Yeah, but it's not it's not the something is happening in his brain or his nervous system while he's engaged watching TV and just randomly screams. I'm like he doesn't do that anymore. Right. You know, I would say, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say like ever, but, you know, I definitely don't see that as a behavior I would list anymore as it being a problem. And I've also noticed that his behaviors are less rigid <laughs> before. Like if I opened up a bag of cookies for him and oh, I wasn't sure. supposed to open them, sure. I opened them, you know, he wanted to open the cookies himself. He seriously would like not eat the cookies and, you know, have a temper tantrum. True. And, you know, he, I can talk him down now when things are, don't go his way. I can talk to him now like, hey, hey, I'm sorry it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to work out. But, you know, things are still going the way you want them to go in the end. I can reason with him more now than I, I could before because I would just lose him when he didn't get his way. I would say that Mikey is more compliant now. It takes a lot less, you know, prompting to get him to do what we want him to do. And he definitely plays with a lot more variety of toys and he's less fixated on one specific thing. That is thing. true. Yeah, that like true. he'll, you know, on a given Saturday, he'll bounce around from doing a Legos with a, you know, building a, you know, he'll build a, an, 
a Lego thing and bring it down. Look, daddy, what I built you. And then the next minute he's playing the tablet and yeah. then the next minute he's jumping on the trampoline. He'll shift to different, you know, play things versus before he would just say fixated on something for quite a while. Right. Um, he's definitely doing pretend play now. He even, you know, plays pretend play with his siblings, um, which is before he didn't do that. He did just parallel play. Let's play this. Right. I'm, I'm building this. You want to build it with me? If not, you know, I just ignore you. Well, and he actually, he, so uh, along this line too, he, he grabbed the leash and he had Cooper walking around with Cooper mm-hmm. all day yesterday too, which was adorable. And yeah. he was pretending all this and all that as well. So, you, you know, you're yeah. right. Yeah. That is good. I hadn't, I hadn't really, I hadn't really linked that he was doing more imaginative kind of cooperative mm-hmm. play too, but you're right. It does yeah. him enjoy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're like totally, you know buddy buddy you know with joy you know just turned four she's a lot more social now and so he's just like hey joy let's do this and she's like yeah. okay mikey <laughs> actually you know <laughs> he loves that <laughs> so it's kind of funny we usually will hear mikey say stuff like i want to grow my hair out i want to be a girl why can't i be a girl right because he's got <laughs> sisters and i think he thinks that he's missing out because he's not the same mm-hmm. you know so he's like well where when can i have a brother right we've heard him say that too now joy a couple of days ago she's at the bottom of the stairs crying and i ask her why and she's like well i want my hair like mikey and i want to be a boy <laughs> She wanted to be oh a boy. I'm like, why? So she's like, so that Mikey could be my brother. I'm like, he is your brother, you goober. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny to see that maybe, you know, maybe his, I mean, it's funny. She's four, he's six. And mm-hmm. he sort of went through that. And, you know, here she is going through it now as well. So anyway. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So then I have, I have here too. Um, he's doing better with sharing. He's doing better sitting for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. I think the weighted blanket is definitely helping with that. It does. We should try another movie here soon. I'm thinking it would be good. Oh, come on. I wouldn't even sit for that. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. He's talking slower. And then going back to the Barney example, he is less fixated on watching the same cartoon over and over again. He's expanded his interests like his brothers and sisters. So we can watch. We don't like to go to the movie. He doesn't like going to the movie theaters yet. But he, he'll definitely watch a full-length movie, you know, Disney movie, and we can watch, you know, a bunch of different ones. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be one and, you know, that's memorized and things like that. So I'm really, you know, proud of that aspect because it's really hard with siblings like that. You guys all, all watch something together and they don't want to watch that B- Firehouse Barney episode again. Right. So. right. <laughs> and uh, we only have one TV in the house, so they have to share it. <laughs> so... And then, you know, just finally, you know. It has been a while since we've seen that episode. Maybe we should keep that one up. (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, we're good. Okay. We don't want to, you know, restart that again. My last comment here is, you know, one that I'm just going to do the happy dance all about because, you know, he is having less temper tantrums. And when they do happen, they don't last as long because I'm able to help reason him out of them. And that is just huge. Mm -hmm. So it's so huge. But, you know, I think... When I do get sucked into the tantrums, it's usually like the perfect storm. It's at the end of the day. I'm tired. Maybe there's been a couple nights that we've been like, or maybe a couple days where we've all been really active and I haven't been sleeping well. Um, I haven't been keeping Mikey to the routine. Right. And so his, when I'm not keeping him to the routine and I'm tired, it just, it, it like creates a the domino effect. And that, when that happens, his tantrums can be bigger and then sometimes I don't respond to them the right way. So then 
not too happy with myself afterwards. I'm like, hey, right. back to the drawing board, yep. back to the routine, back to the schedule, back to the special bucks. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, so oh my gosh, I just can't wait to see what the what the next year has in store for us. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. It has been it has been a good one. We're we're gonna continue. Actually, I'm <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna be ready for some of the things that are like in the that are topically shown in the the Netflix show uh typical right <laughs> you know so i'm i'm concerned with as he as he continues to get older just where you know where is relationships and dating and sex oh and, gosh we have time for that yeah I, we have time thank god that. but still you know as we as we continue to move to that i'm like oh how are we gonna <laughs> <laughs> right now we're talking about you know how when you give god your heart how can you still live because yeah. god has your heart yeah i'm like okay although so it's so, very literal but today and, at lunch was uh, it today at lunch yeah yeah, today at lunch, Mikey said he was giving Grace his heart. Like, uh-huh. and I was like, I think because you know we maybe we explained a little bit. Uh, you know, that's that's what people say when they're saying it's a feeling of love, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not actually your organ. Yep, you can so, keep that. Just yeah, you share can your keep love. Your organ. That's cool. You just share your love. Yeah, which he so. does. So, so that's awesome, guys. Just want to say thank you. Right. We've been we've been doing this for a year now. Um, I would have loved to have done this every week, but we've you know, we've had travel get in the way. We've had other things get in the way. We've moved, you know, halfway across the nation (laughs) again. So that's that. Hopefully things are great. I'd love to hear a couple things from you guys. One is if if you can just go to the Finding Mikey page on Facebook and let us know what you thought of the last episode with with Collins. And it was a longer episode and we just want to see what you guys think about that long interview because we've got, we've got more, you know, kind of queued up and, and ready to go. So we hope that, uh, we, we hope that you a found that, you know, interesting and inspirational or educational, right? We just hope that that was valuable to you, but in a longer format too, right? Just to see what you thought about that. The other thing, just to remind you, go ahead and, and go to findingmikey.com and come to this episode, Right. Take a look at the show notes that are on there because we'll have some things that are there too. And then also we'll point you over to our resources page where you can see those things too. We, we, we would love to have you join us on the Magnetic Parenting Facebook group. We'll be doing, like I said, some video Q&As. So we're, we're trying to think about, one, we need your help on that. We'd love to have some questions. We'd love to have some topics brought up. Um, we're going to start with some questions that we've had in the past and anonymize them a little bit to get us started if uh Oh, can I tell you that? Tell them about the, the the question that we got one that we started laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This oh, is and great. I didn't respond to that to that gal, and I I, I apologize, but it was just because I was laughing about it with maybe, my husband. Maybe you'll understand why after the answer yeah. here comes. Okay, because I was laughing with with Mike about it, and then I was like, I need to just like jog back to her and go, "Oh, you're so funny." But basically, she's <laughs> like, "Can you please, you know, do an episode about how you get it all done?" <laughs> So I remember, I think I was driving or flying. I I think I was on the plane and I saw this, this notification come through and I texted Heather with like, OMG. Uh And then just LOL. Did you see the last, uh, did you see the last comment? And she's like, what, the one about organization? I was like, yeah, we should totally school everybody on how well we stay organized. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Let's just put it this way. We Mike goes to the laundry mat every once in a while because the laundry is just so behind. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, I've I've perfected my shoulder roll. That's the only way to get into some rooms every uh-huh. now and again. So we have carpet yeah. every now and again. We can uh, wow, we have carpet, and every now and a while, now and again, we get to see it. So right. it's funny. I know, I know. You guys are all <clears throat> you're all about the same. 
So well, her, she, let's just I'm going to rephrase like I didn't get back to her. She didn't have a question. She just she provided feedback and then, you know, said, like, how do you get it all done? You know what? We're I'm going to share. Uh-huh. I'm going to share some of the uh, the tidying up kind of stuff, because oh. I do have some of that. And that can help. Uh-huh. That can right. help. But uh, I'll, I'll share. I'll share with that. Yeah. And but basically, we, we don't get it all done. We just I just try to focus on my kids first and whatever gets done gets done. I'm, I'm really, you know, I really just try to give all my energy to them and I try to put a decent meal on the table and we try to have fun and, and then I have to take care of myself and, and get some rest. Yep. So, you know, I, I try to help the kids help out, but I'm not like the best at that, but you know, I could be having the kids do certain things. Like, I mean, I do have them clear their plate, you know, at the end of the night and stuff like that, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like, you know, they put huh. their plate by the sink because the dishwasher is usually full, so they can't right. put the dishes in the dishwasher. But, you know, when we wake up for breakfast, their dinner's not on the kitchen table, barely, ever, sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so I could be better, you know, at having the kids do things. All a work in progress. Whatever. Right now, I think it's something that we're going to work on this mm-hmm. winter time, and hopefully we'll have something that helps. I'm sure the special bucks will, will definitely help. I'm not going to listen. Okay, I'll brag. I'm really good at getting the kids to get stuff done and like putting time pressure and certain other motivators and things like this to feed. You're just up. a lot quicker at it than I am. I think. Well, I, yeah, I think so. So, yeah. well, I look at a messy room and I think it's going to take forever to clean it, and then I'm just like, oh my gosh! And then there's like three of the rooms that are messy and. I just I end up spending way too much time in there cleaning with them, and then I re- and then I realize I still have two more rooms I need to help right, them clean. Right. No. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, okay. sorry for this randomness. Yeah, this is the longest way of saying goodbye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think here. Actually, I saw a funny joke the other day that was uh, something along the lines of when I you know when I say goodbye to my mom on the phone, that's the halfway mark. Because oh. she keeps talking as well. And I think we did the same thing. Right. So with that, we're out. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Hey, it's Mike again. I don't I love that you took the time to listen to this podcast and subscribe to the show. We really are trying to gear the topics to what you like as well as to share what we're up to. Now, the best way to let us know what's on your mind is to join us on our Facebook page. We're very active there. And if you message us, we will reply. I promise. We may be half asleep in our bed. I may be boarding a flight. We might be at a birthday party or the park. It doesn't matter. We will reply. We just want to be in touch with you. Also, it'd be awesome if you could leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. The reason we ask for that is because it really helps us rank better when people search just out of the blue for autism, ADHD, Asperger's, high-functioning autism, SPD, ASD, you name it, right? It really helps us to get in front of more people. All the ways that you can reach us, because there are others, plus a walkthrough on how to actually rate the podcast can be found at findingmikey.com slash support. And your support is greatly appreciated. So as an added bonus, any reviews that are left on iTunes will be mentioned on our show. I hope you're okay with that. And any questions that we get on Facebook might also be read and responded to on an upcoming episode. So head on over to www.findingmikey.com forward slash support to find out more. Till our next episode, take care.